The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by Niso Umasova, real estate broker with DG Advisors Group of Fulton Grace Realty. Niso, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It has been such a pleasure again to know you. Um, we've had many uh, already spiritual conversations, but now we can talk about real estate. Yes. Yes, I'm excited. Now, uh, for you originally from where and how, just tell me about the journey to get to where you're at uh, sitting here before us. Yeah. So I'm originally from Tajikistan. It's a small country in Central Asia. I was born and raised there and um my family moved out here when I was about 10 years old. We first lived in upstate New York for about two years. Then we moved to Denver, Colorado. And for the last about 13 years, just been moving around in, in Colorado. And um, once I finished school in Boulder, I realized as beautiful as Colorado is, I want to start my journey in a big city. That's always just been the goal. It's always been the dream. Realized New York was maybe a little too busy for me. And I think the best decision I've ever made is to come to move to Chicago. And so now I'm here. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> and now for you, uh, very ambitious in real estate, but your path to get here a little uh, unique as well. Yeah. Um, when did you first get that bug or that kind of the vision for uh, I like real estate or, or, you know, the experience to it? Where, where did that come from for you? So for the longest time, I didn't know what I wanted to do as many others don't. Um, obviously, my foreign parents had very high expectations for me. <laughs> my mom always wanted me to be a doctor because she was a doctor. And um, interesting. obviously, stability was something that every foreigner who moves out to the States wants. So, but I, I just knew I wanted to be more on the creative side and some sort of f free form and freestyle of a, of a lifestyle. And um, I started with dancing. I thought maybe I'll, I'll, I'll take up a career in dancing because that's all I knew. But then I picked up a camera back in high school and I realized, oh my God, I, I really like photography. Um, kind of dabbled in that for a little bit. And then um, I went to CU Boulder, thought I was going to get a good degree in photojournalism, realized that was not the path for me either. So I transferred into the business school at Boulder and they were just starting the department of real estate there and it was getting really big and the faculty was amazing and I just, I couldn't pass it up. And um, I decided to emphasize my degree in entrepreneurship and real estate. And while I was in it, I couldn't figure out what industry of real estate I want to be in. So real estate in and of itself is a huge, huge umbrella of an industry. And there's so much you can do within it. Um, I remember just taking the time of every single one of my weeks um, in college, I would go and network as much as I could. I mean, they preached it for us in business school. That's all business is. Really? Oh yeah. They, they pretty progressive. It. Yeah. Yeah. They were, I mean, the bulk of what I know in terms of business definitely comes from school, which is awesome. Not from the classes that I took, but from the people that I was talking to. So I would always do one-on-ones with faculty and my favorite teachers and go out of my way to ask my mentors. We had a really, really, really good mentorship programs. And that's all the mentors would ever say to me. Um, 
is going to work. They would even go out of their way to connect me with insanely amazing people that I had no business sitting in front of, honestly, at that time as an 18-year-old talking to CEOs, the coolest people ever, all walks of life in terms of real estate. So I talked to people in the real estate development business, real estate investors, um, commercial, residential. And at first I thought I was going to do commercial. Um, But then I started talking to some people who made me realize, I think I kind of want to go into the more human aspect of it, of of residential and just kind of start there and work my way through. So my last semester in college, I took an entrepreneurship class and I knew all I wanted to do was real estate at that point. I knew that the it, it offered me the freedom that I wanted, but also the creativity that I wanted. So I actually came up with a business plan that got chosen to be pitched in front of investors. And um, it kind of start, sparked the idea of moving to Chicago as well. So I, I'm really interested in urban farming, bringing vertical farming into urban cities in a way that never has been done before in the States that I know of. Um, at the time, uh, we worked the whole semester with my team to create this business plan. It was awesome. Wow. Um, and and uh, my professor at that class told me, hey, you need to be in Chicago. Really? He, yeah. He, no he told way. Me, oh, That's who planted the seed? Yeah, he did. He did. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know. I kind of went to New York. I'm not sure if this is, you know, if that's for me. But the more I looked into it and the more my hopes and aspirations were growing and kind of solidifying themselves throughout that semester, I'm realizing, oh, my God, yeah, Chicago is the hub for architecture. And and they do love, you know, having greenery already within their architecture and the way that their city planning is already so integrated with greenery and and forward thinking and being eco-minded and... I was like, okay, we'll give it a try. So I talked to my mentor um, and I realized, yeah, residential is the way I wanted to start. I want to move to Chicago. Kind of want to see where the road takes me. Um, Moved out here about a few weeks after graduating college. Took my real estate license as soon as I could once I got here. And I started and I've been here ever since. Wow. Not not typical, you know, usually getting out of uh, out of college that you would start a, a career in real estate um when when like what drew you to joining a team uh, right away um so I actually got connected with Jessica DeVries my mentor at the time amazing human being mm-hmm. and she was looking for someone to help her and her t- her own business was growing exponentially and she was just absolutely kicking butt and she still is and so after talking to her a little bit, I realized she really wanted to pour into somebody and I wanted to be poured into, um, especially going into a place where I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody in Chicago. I, I don't have family out here. I didn't have any friends. So it felt nice and warm to know that I would have a mentor who was willing to teach me the ropes of being a, a, a woman. She did it the same way, too. She moved out here um, not knowing anyone and oh, no way. just grew her business. So I was like, this is the perfect person to work with. So I decided to move out here and she made me feel safe. She made me feel heard and taught me literally everything I know. So, Oh, so you connected with her before you even moved? About two months before I moved here. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What's been the, I guess the biggest challenge that maybe you didn't even anticipate, uh, doing all this. I mean, this, this adventure you're on. (laughs) I can write you a book (laughs) on challenges. Um, but I think, yeah, that fear of coming out here alone, even though I'm already very much an independent, I like to do things alone type of girl. It was still a big move. Yeah, for sure. 
And I think the excitement definitely wore off after a little bit where, you know, when it's new and you're just moving, you're going to Ikea, buying your furniture in the first few weeks, you're like, yeah, this is so exciting. But when it finally sets in, like, oh, I'm all alone here, really. (laughs) If you really think about it, nobody knows me. I don't know anybody. It's a huge city. And I get to do anything I want with it. As exciting as it sounds, it is terrifying. Absolutely. And then you just obviously you hear people say, oh, my God, like, really? You're going to go alone? You're going to live alone? You don't know anyone there? Who are you going to call if something goes wrong? And and all those little seeds scare you as a single woman. I mean, just being a woman alone is terrifying no matter where you're at. But then a 21-year-old girl who just is starting off, it was a little scary. So that was probably one of the most... um, That was the one thing that I needed to get over first is feeling safe in myself and then in the area that I was in. And yeah, it was was not that hard to get over when I had really good people afterwards that I I got to know. So what advice would you give uh, yourself looking back, moving here for the first time, you know, um, yeah, that you've picked up along the way? Be reasonably scared. Be like, be realistic. Uh Yes, there is is a world out here and everywhere where it is dangerous to be a woman. It is scary to be alone. But again, hone in on that excitement of you get to do whatever you want with it and you get to put your focus wherever you want and just take the pressure off. Just let it be. That was, that would, if I could go back and talk to myself as a 21, 22 year old girl, that's exactly what I would say. Let's just let it go. Now you're really big into like personal development Mm -hmm. and, uh, your spirituality. Yeah. How have you, how has that grown for you as part of your move or uh, within your business? Like how how do you manage that that world or those two worlds that that you're kind of navigating at this point? Well, they're very interconnected, and that's something that Jessica taught me through teaching me emotional intelligence. She she didn't just teach me what emotional intelligence was, but she taught me how to integrate it into my business, into understanding the humans that I'm working with into understanding the the needs. I mean, yeah, we're helping them buy a house and we need to know market trends and we need to understand the ins and outs of real estate to be a proficient broker. And I think a lot of people forget the humanness of it. Mm. Every time you, you've probably bought a house or any time any of your viewers, I'm sure can attest to this, like that feeling of, of how scared, scary it could be, that commitment and the emotions you go through when you're changing your sanctuary, your home. Yeah. So I think... She taught me definitely how to understand the human part of this job. And she taught me through spirituality how you can connect with people, how you can make them feel safe, how you can truly, truly understand their needs outside of how many bedrooms do you want and what location you're looking at. It's it's the why of what, what they're looking for, what's their story. It's usually a major story connected to a home buying process. And so I feel like my biggest thing has been the past two years figuring out how I can make myself more human and to be able to make my friends and clients that I'm working with feel more comfortable with their process too, validating their fears, validating everything that comes out of their mouth and really truly feeling it with them. And yeah, so I think it does take a lot of emotional intelligence and understanding and being capable of, even though I might not be in your situation, as a 23-year-old girl, I definitely haven't been in situations that most of my clients have been, but still trying to put myself in, in their shoes while they're making one of the biggest decisions of their lives. So 
yeah, I think it takes a lot of humility <laughs> and I, I, I wouldn't have had it without my mentors. That's amazing to hear it. Um, you know, one, it's refreshing to, to think, and I, I honestly hadn't think I've any, heard anybody uh, put it that way where, you know, there's always a story or there's always a reason uh, for that, that decision to purchase or sell or whatever it is, right? There's a, some sort of life event that's happening. Um, what for you, I guess, seeing the time that you came in, right? Like now it, it's changing, right? Um, the, the the rush or the you know the low interest rates now they're kind of they're going back to a more normal you know or, or stabilizing a little bit I guess what has for you been the key to the sanity and all that given that you have this other side of you that's more spiritually focused and the balance right how do you uh, roll with the punches it's something that I'm learning to do every day honestly I can't even sit here and and tell you that I I figure out the formula of how to roll with the punches I'm doing it day by day and I'm trying to figure out what works for me and how that could work for my clients and how it could work for my relationships personally um I have again I keep saying this but amazing mentors even the lenders that I work with the way they coach me through how to coach others how to coach my 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 clients um and it's all about managing expectations it's managing emotions um hearing them out respecting their perspective and then giving them a, a solution that makes and tailoring a solution for them and i found that through my work in spirituality the more work i do within myself the more i'm able to help and understand the people that i'm interacting with so actually this summer i really did take the time to just fully start and and accept a lot of the things that I wasn't letting myself accept. And in turn, it's helping me connect with my, the humans around me even more, no yeah. matter what the situation. And it definitely does flow into my job as well. And I try to make it, I mean, real estate, the transaction itself is super transactional. So I try to make the part where I'm communicating with them as human as possible and and safe as possible. So with, with it being so uncertain, I do have a couple clients that are, you know, are scared and there's a lot of fear in it. Anybody would be scared in an uncertain time. So just trying to connect and try to find where, where that fear is coming from. Cause I probably have it too. If I figure out where I, where my own fears are coming from and maybe see if I can relate to my clients where their fears are coming from. Most times I might not know the answer, but I will find out <laughs> and we'll do it together. So it's a, it's a day to day thing and it's, it, Rolling with the punches one day at a time, I guess. No, and you're doing it well. Um, do you find that people are receptive to talking about spirituality more so now? Like, does that part of your professional world, or is that still very much like a, a personal thing that um, only happens behind the, or, or in personal situations versus when you're dealing with clients? That's a good question. Um, since most of my clients are one way or another an extension of already a personal relationship, because I work by referral it's really easy to find myself in a circle of people who are very like-minded, mm -hmm. but I also feel it out. Um, there's some situations where I know I feel safe and comfortable talking about it and presenting it. I always carry myself with the way that I am. My values are always out there. I don't hide that I'm spiritual or that I, uh, I have a set of core values, but I do try to feel it out with people. I can tell who's comfortable and who's not comfortable talking about it when I can bring it up or why should I bring it up if they're asking for advice giving it to them. I don't ever shove it down anybody's throat. I definitely try to be more conscientious of, of where that person is first. But I do have some clients that I love that, especially if they're out of towners and, or they don't have a car, 
um, when I'm giving them rides, we do have some deep conversations sometimes, <laughs> and I love it. And it doesn't even feel like work because I'm just like sitting here with a friend, helping them find a place. We're chatting, we're talking. And it's so cool. And I'm sure it lends to even a better buying experience just in general for them too. So um, for, I guess, when you think about the, the brand now, because one of the things that you had mentioned too, and I say your brand, but that you see yourself uh, really changing the landscape uh, of of you know, Chicago and urban development, but also, you know, maybe even adding to the skyline in the future, yes. right? Tell me about those ambitious uh, visions that you have for yourself. Yeah, so I definitely learned to shoot for the stars and land on the moon. And if I'm at the stars, then that's wonderful, if that makes sense. Um, I definitely, definitely would love to see a skyscraper out there one day where we've integrated urban farming, vertical farming into residents' lives and where we could teach the humans of Chicago to, to grow their own food, to be self-sustainable, to understand where their produce is coming from and then also give back. So that's kind of what I see my life taking me. I definitely want to pour into, into the areas of Chicago that are, that are food deserts where people don't have access to, to the produce that should be free, should be for everyone. I, I genuinely believe that we live in a world where there's abundance and it should be shared. For sure. Where does that come from for you that, that you have those thoughts? I mean, it's right there. I mean, it's everywhere. You see so much of everything. I don't understand why we need to hoard it. But not everybody thinks that way. Like, why What? What? Why do you think differently than most people? Why do you think that is? Where does that come from for you? That's a good question. Has it always been like that? Or is it more recent that you've been made aware of things that have caused you to see it from that perspective? I think definitely along the way I, I've had experiences where I didn't have abundance and I was the one who didn't see it that way and other people would come into my life and explain, no, there's abundance. And then also just being self-aware, being aware of what's going on around me and just seeing how other people give. I, find, I try to find my own way to give and help other others be in a situation to give as well. It's more of like one of those like, you give me, I give you, we give, it's, it's, it's a giving world. Um, so I, I don't know if there's like one instance that made me come to this. I, I don't know. It just makes sense to you. It just does. Yeah. Yeah. That's now, all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I guess when you think about how you've marketed yourself too, along those lines of, of working towards those goals, what has been the one, the most successful for you, but two, something maybe you had to overcome, um, that you can share. Yeah. I mean, obviously being young in this industry is, so intimidating with these amazing real estate moguls, right? <laughs> Who've been here for a while or even even had just started and immediately started booming. And it was very intimidating for someone straight out of college, a girl who's young. It was very hard. I, I felt like people weren't taking me seriously. I mean, I had plenty of people reach out to me on Instagram who genuinely made me believe, oh, yeah, I, I want to buy a place. Let's go. And they just completely waste my time and, and are dishonest. And it was the most heartbreaking part. And I, I to this day, I'm still trying to figure out that branding part from my own business where how can I brand myself in a way where people take me serious because I have more than my branding to offer. Like, I, I really had a challenge with Instagram. I was like, I wanted to show my humanness. I wanted to show my life. I wanted to show me. But I also wanted to show my my career. So it was really hard to balance the both. So trying a new way out right now. I don't know if it'll work, but it'll ebb and flow. But I genuinely do think I'm at a spot where I feel self-assured enough to not care and also understand 
when a person's reaching out to me, are they being serious about their real estate goals or are they just trying to waste my time? So I think that was the biggest challenge, being young and not being taken seriously. And then also just knowing how to brand myself and position myself in a way where people were actually respecting my time and myself. Yeah. So it, it, it takes, I think, a little bit of self-awareness too. So it sounds like branding was a huge part of that, of just setting expectations and boundaries and, um, yeah, and... And, and I guess kind of the other side of that too, when it comes to marketing, how did you find, or where did you find the most success in, in connecting with others and, and forming relationships, given that you're young, new in, in both the industry and the city that mm -hmm. you find yourself? Well, I made it a goal to just go out as much as possible, go to different places, go to pe places where I wanted to find people that I wanted to work with. Um, whenever I was meeting people, I'll make it a point to explain to them what it is I do and how I do it, um, that I work a relationship-based business. And while I built my core network, getting them to trust me and their trust reflected on the other people that they were referring to me. So that's kind of how I did it starting off into this day. Like I try my best to go out as much as I can to restaurants, networking events. If someone's inviting me somewhere, I, I, I try my best to go. Um, it does lead to burnout. I found out really quickly. Yeah. If you say yes a lot, it does lead to burnout. So learning how to set boundaries for myself and others, learning how to figure out, is this an opportunity that makes sense for me right now towards the goals that I want? Or is this something that I just feel obligated to say yes to? Yeah. So at first I didn't get to be picky with it. But now I'm like selective of where I'm spending my time, where I'm pouring my energy and my marketing into. So, and how I am talking about what it is I do definitely set the tone for the way my business is now. Awesome. That's uh, very good advice, uh, you know, especially for those listening to when they're starting out in a career, right? To, to set those expectations and boundaries and um, expect the burnout too if you're trying too much and, and just take care of yourself through that, right? How can people, um, one, find you? learn more about you and, and support you? Um, definitely Instagram uh, is where most of my, Insta uh, my real estate content will go. Um, all my information is there. The best way to reach me is definitely through my contacts, my phone number, my email. Give me a call. I love face-to-faces. I love in-person meetings. As much as social media has made it easy for us to communicate, I'm still... I'm still a let's go get a coffee type of girl. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's the best way. Oh, very cool. Well, if you're out there listening, you can, uh, where, where can they find you? Where's, what's the Instagram? So if they want to look up. Yeah, it's Niso underscore at, or Niso underscore Umasaba at um, Instagram. So there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Niso, thank you for coming in, sharing your story and being a part of our community. Thank you for having me. And thanks for letting me share my story. Mm -hmm.